Hi, and welcome to the iPhone Life podcast. I'm Donna Schill, Editor-in-Chief at iPhone Life. And I'm David Averbach, CEO and publisher. Each episode, we bring to you the best apps, top tips, and great gear in the iOS world. Um, David, today we have a shoot. Well, who's our sponsor? I did not put it in here. <laughs> no problem. Today's sponsor is OWC. Uh, and OWC is one of those companies that's been in the industry for a really long time. Uh, and you all usually hear me talk to you about their accessories because they have really great range of accessories. They have uh, they have dongles so you can, for your Mac, you plug in the USB-C and you can have all the different ports you need. Uh, they have really excellent external hard drives. But today, I'm going to talk to you guys about the other side of their business, which is also really great, which is their used Mac sales. So if you're in the if you're in the market for a computer, you want to get a Mac, but you don't necessarily need the latest and greatest, and you don't necessarily want to pay top, top dollar, because we all know Mac computers are really expensive, uh, OWC is a really great solution for you. Uh, Macs. Uh, one th great thing about Macs is they retain their value a lot so that you can, you know, if you buy and sell a Mac, the older Macs are still really usable. They're easy to, um, they're still great computers. So make sure you check them out because if you buy a used Mac, you really want to make sure you're buying it from a reputable place. And OWC has been around a really long time and they're a great company for this. So uh, we'll link to it in the show notes. You can go to OWC or MacSales.com. I also wanted to take a minute to tell you about our free newsletter. It's called iPhone Life Tip of the Day. You can go to iphonelife.com slash daily tips to sign up there. And uh, this newsletter is, the great thing about it is that it lets you learn something cool you can do with your iPhone in less than one minute a day. So every morning in your inbox, you'll get a tip from us with screenshots that show the step-by-step -step process of whatever it is that we're teaching. And you can pick up something cool that you can do that likely you didn't know about it. So uh, check out iphonelife.com slash daily tips. We have over 250,000 people currently on the newsletter who are learning new things with their iPhone every day. And I wanted to share a tip that uh, is worth mentioning right now because it's finally becoming useful. Yes, I'm so excited <laughs> about this one. It's um, how to add a driver's license to your Apple wallet. I feel like a lot of people haven't even set up their Apple wallet. Um, <laughs> I know that you know, it's something that I use mainly when I'm traveling for things like boarding passes. I don't use, um, I feel like I don't use Apple Cash that do, much, do, do you? I don't do Apple Cash, but I do Apple Pay constantly. Do you not, no, are you I not do. an Apple Payer? I, I do use Apple Pay, but I feel like there's there's more I could be doing with Apple Wallet than I do, I yeah. guess. But I use Apple Pay constantly. Yeah, no, because I, <clears throat> I think I've talked about it on this podcast, but I've switched recently to Apple's wallet on the back of my phone. So it's like just a little clips on the back. And what's great about it is that it's light. I don't have to carry a wallet anymore. It holds two cards. What's not great about it is, uh, it's a very relevant thing to this tip. Number one, you can't carry cash. So I end up, I have a credit card here, but I would say, I mean, probably at least 80% of my purchases now are Apple Pay. Like almost, really? well, cause like with Square, and all these other companies now, like almost everybody supports it. Yeah, no, that's true. Um, so almost all of them are Apple Pay um, to the point where sometimes I question whether I need a credit card. I think I still do. Uh, but here's the other point I'm coming to. Not only can I not carry cash, which is annoying. Also, it has room for two cards. One of them is my wallet or one of them is my ID because I have to have my ID on yeah. me. So I'm really looking forward to the day when I don't need to carry that. Um, so I'm excited about this tip.
Yeah, I think that, I mean, it, already it's amazing now how many different devices and like objects our phone replaces, yeah. <laughs> you know, like from a flashlight to your camera to everything, like it's all included in your phone. And now this is one step further. You, you know, may not need to carry your ID. I think it's probably better for it to be a backup to have it on your phone and have your driver's license with you, even if you do have it in your phone, especially um, if you're traveling or something like that. Um, Cause it's one thing that's scary about this is now if you lose your phone, it's a lot worse. If you don't, you know, if your phone dies when you're traveling or something <laughs> that like that. That is a like, scenario it's good. I had not thought of. Yeah, I know. One of our uh, writers wrote a travel tip and said like, I always print out my boarding pass just in case my phone dies. And I was like, printing out my boarding pass feels like something I never want to do again. <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah. you could also say I'll print out my like GPS directions just, just in case yeah. my phone dies. Like maybe better just to have an external charger for your phone to bring along with you <laughs> as an emergency backup. But anyways, um, for this one, it's only a couple states that support this feature. So I still think it's good to have your license on you. So let's um, read out the states. Arizona and Georgia yes. are the states now that allow you to have your driver's license Um added to Apple Wallet, and ones that are on the docket to support it soon are Connecticut, Iowa. Which Yay. we live, which is why I'm so excited. Yeah, Kentucky, Maryland, Oklahoma, and Utah. Um, so let's get into how to do it if you do live in Arizona um, or Georgia. So you open the Wallet app, you tap the plus icon to add, you know, an item. You'll be able to select driver's license or state ID from the list if you're in one of those states where it's rolled out. And just to pause there, because, <clears throat> I mean, the rest of this will only be useful to you if you're in Georgia um, or what was the other state? Arizona. Arizona. But for everybody else, I think a lot of people, part of the biggest reason people don't use Apple Pay is actually this exact thing. It's the, like, barrier to, like, how do I set it up? So just knowing that, A, there is an, an app that's called Wallet that's built into your phone. That's where you go to manage all of your Apple Pay preferences. Uh, and B, it's really easy. You just go there, you hit the plus sign, and you can set up your cards, as well as, of course, if you're in one of these states, or soon to be more states like Iowa, then you can do the ID too. Yeah. So um, you'll see your phone will then walk you through the process of scanning your ID. Um, and then once you have that, you can just open your app, Apple Wallet, and you'll get the first time you'll get a, a little walkthrough um, of like how it works with TSA and things like that. Um, but you, from there, you'll just be able to see your driver's license show up the same way it would show for a credit card or something like that, tap it and show it to whoever you need to. And I do, for the record, <clears throat> I almost always put my boarding passes uh, on my Apple wallet because what always yeah, happens me to me that's really annoying is I'll often, I mean, I'll check in online and they'll have access to the boarding pass in my email or something like that. But then, like, every once in a while, you'll be in an airport where you just don't have great reception, and you're going to get on the plane, and you're standing in line trying to get the stupid phone to load the stupid boarding pass, and you mm -hmm. can't connect to the internet, and you're like, oh my god, are they going to let me on this plane? Apple Pay, I found, is a good way around that, it, like, because you don't need internet. Once you load it onto your Apple Pay, you don't need internet to load it up when you're getting ready to actually get on the flight, so it's a good way around it. I also, as a backup, I don't know if you do this, I'll always take a screenshot of it. Again, oh, so that I, in case any important information that you're going to need to load that's stored on your phone, screenshots are good because they don't require internet, especially like international travel is a good example where that's really useful. Um, so yeah. Yeah, that's a, a good little tips hack there. there. Um, yeah, but I love, especially because our, you know, 
touch ID and face ID are so secure. I love the idea of having all of these important, like your important documents on your phone. I mean, already you could add like your driver's license number to a password manager, which I recommend doing. So you have those things and like your social security number on file. Mm-hmm. Most of us have that memorized. But um, I mean, I think it's it's great that Apple's moving in this direction. Yeah, and I think the thing that's exciting to me too, not only am I excited to not have to carry one, like I'm on record, I'm not gonna carry my ID. If, I, if I'm staying in state, I will not carry my ID once they let me do that. <laughs> so as much as we wanna warn you all, I'm gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> live fast and loose with that one. Uh, yeah. But also just you, you fast forward and like, it really feels like only a couple years away where we won't need a wallet at all. Right? I know. Like, there's the only thing we're waiting only fanny on packs. is just fanny packs. Exactly. Donna just got a I just fancy got one that I'm excited about. <laughs> I'm not wearing it right now. You're moving the other direction. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, you don't. I mean, I think really what we're waiting on is infrastructure to catch up because the technology is all there, obviously. And I don't think it'll be very long. Yeah. Um, I mean, with some of these things, it's annoyingly slow. Like, Apple may support it, but then we need the government or like, health institutions to follow along. Like I feel like the health app is another one that's a little frustrating. Um, Like now you can share information with your doctor, but like not all hospitals support it. And so it's just like, it's probably gonna be a few years until it's just across the board, you can use these things. But I'm glad Apple is taking the initiative to do it, even though it is sort of like working with these, you know, bureaucracy. Can I add one more kind of bonus in the weeds tip here? Yeah. For people who live in, I think it's a lot in rural in the Midwest areas, but if you're anywhere near Walmart, Walmart is one of the few holdouts that does not support Apple Pay, which drives me Wh- crazy. Like, it seems like they really should. They're, well, it's not a technology problem. It's like uh, they don't want to give Apple the like 0.25%. It's like a fight. Like imagine mm. how many transactions they're processing. It's like they're holding out, which is really, really annoying. But as somebody who's trying to stop using physical cards, uh, what they do have, which again, I'm really annoyed at Walmart, but nonetheless, we have to work with what we got. Within the Walmart app, they have something called Walmart Pay, and it's kind of cool. Um, you, in When you're checking out at Walmart, you scan a QR code, you go into the Walmart app, you hit Pay with Walmart Pay, and you just scan a QR code, and it just you're done. Um, really? That's so cool. It's like <laughs> debatable whether it's faster than just pulling out your credit card, but it's... <laughs> I like it because, I mean, A, I just like messing around with technology. B, I think it is a little bit faster. But C, it also then puts your receipt on there. So you don't have to keep the receipt. But if you need to return something, then it's right on there. So it's like next level of self-checkout. Like you literally just go around Walmart and like pick out the things you want. And then you're... Well, okay. I actually think you can do that. I haven't tested that Uh yet. But I do it like when I'm checking out. the, The QR code is literally on the checkout display oh, oh okay but i actually I was think you can do like that in the aisles like can go and just like no, have the walmart app open i think you can i just haven't cool. tested i'll have to report back on that one like if it works really well i would love that because in general i hate self-checkout like i find yeah. that i'm always like you know why can't someone because like there'll be usually one or two times where you need a clerk to come help you anyway whether it's like you're buying alcohol or something else um or it's like you know uh, item that it's not recognized, but if it's if it like worked really well, that would be such a more efficient way of doing things. Yeah, well, and uh, the I haven't tested them yet, but the Amazon stores work that way. You just take oh, really? it off the shelf, and you don't even need to scan anything. They just know what you bought. Whoa! Yeah, it's crazy. I would like to test that. Um, yeah. But another perk of apps like the Walmart app, it's kind of like <laughs> I don't know if I'm just dumb, but I always have a hard I have the hardest time finding things in stores like like on stores like Walmart or Target. 
But what I found is if you are in the app, you can search and it'll tell you which aisle it's in. Oh, that's <laughs> so helpful. like if I'm in a Walmart or a Target and I'm trying to find something very specific, it'll tell me the aisle and it's so much easier. So it's another yeah. reason to load up some of these if you go frequent a store like Walmart or Target. Have that app on your phone. It makes it easier to pay, but also it makes it easy to find stuff. <laughs> I know some people love shopping in stores, like going grocery shopping or things like that. But I absolutely despise going to Walmart for that very reason, like wandering around aisles forever, like searching for Yesterday it was parchment paper. Like mm, couldn't find it anywhere. Parchment paper is weirdly hard to find. Yeah, it was like with the cleaning supplies. It was yeah, so strange. No, I know. <laughs> but it, this app would have been very helpful. Yeah. <laughs> I see, I, I feel like people have gone one in two ways. Like for me, after the pandemic, I now enjoy it. I like how you you know that parchment paper is really hard to find. I like, tried to find it the other item. day. I don't know why it's so obscure. Everybody should be using it all the time. <laughs> I know. And yet it's like in this hidden corner in Walmart where nobody can find it. So clearly you and I are the only parchment paper users <laughs> left. Yeah, that's our extra hack here. That's our question of the day. Do you use parchment paper? No, just kidding. Okay, we're way in what the are weeds. You we're out? moving on. <laughs> okay, we're moving on. Um, so next up, I wanted to tell you about our premium subscription called iPhone Life Insider. Hopefully you already know about it and uh, are already planning on subscribing because you really should. It's um, our it's our educational service for Apple users. So I was telling you about our daily tip before. That's our free service where you get a tip, tip each day in your inbox. But it doesn't really cover you if you, let's say, get a new operating system and you want to learn all the new features or you get a new iPad and you want to know how to use it and have something more comprehensive. So with iPhone Life Insider, we give you comprehensive, in-depth content to master your Apple devices. That's still extremely easy to follow and easy to use. And you've joined a community of over 11,000 people and uh, have access to our team to help you with anything that might come up, any issues that might come up. So you get in-depth guides. We have video guides on all of the core Apple devices. And as soon as any iOS update comes out, we have a guide on that too. We have live courses where you can join live, our expert instructors and join other insiders who are learning together in a live classroom environment. Uh, you have Ask an Expert. That's how you contact us. If you have a tech issue that comes up, you we have a messaging um, interface where you can get in touch with us and you have a guaranteed response in a timely manner where we help you solve whatever issue you're having. So once you're an insider, you just know that you're never going to get stuck with an issue on your Apple device that you can't get past. Um, we'll make sure of that. You also get our digital magazine, including our full archive. We've been around for... Um, you know, iPhone Life magazine's been around as long as the iPhone's been around. So it's been like... 2008. Over, yeah. <laughs> and our publishing company's been around since the 80s. Yes. And um, you also get an ad-free version of this podcast. So none of the sales plus extra bonus content from us. So you can go to iphonelife.com slash podcast discount. You get an extra 10% off your purchase for being a podcast listener. So iphonelife.com slash podcast discount. That's how you get that percent off. You get an extra 10% off with our senior discount if you're 60 or over, or if you're a veteran or service personnel. So you can just check that off at when you're um, checking out and you'll get up to 20% off your purchase. Yeah. So just to clarify, those are two discounts you get. You get 10% off for listening to the podcast. And if you're a senior veteran service personnel, you get an additional 10% off. Yeah. And we're really excited because coming up in April, we have our 
camera class. Is that yeah. correct? Yeah. So April 27th is the start date on that. And it's we have some amazing photographers on our team who are putting together this course for all of you who are hopefully joining. So this is going to show you all of the technical stuff about the camera app, all the different shooting modes, and as well on top of that also the tips that you need for getting better shots and you know whether it's lighting or composition or all of that. So you'll understand your camera app really well and you'll also get that foundation of photography skills that we could all use to take better shots cuz that's one of the most amazing things about our iPhones is the type of photography that you can take with them now with the amazing cameras they have. So um, we highly recommend this course. Make sure to sign up for Insider before April 27th if you want to join live. We have weekly sessions for uh, April 27th through mid-May. And you also get access to all of the replays so you can watch them at your convenience as well. iphonelife.com slash podcast discount. Um, we have an Insider question I wanted to share with you all today. This is one of those hidden tips on your iPhone that I think everyone should really know. It's kind of an oldie but goodie. And I wanted to bring it up again in case any of you don't know it. Because um, it's one of those things that you can waste a lot of time and frustration on and it's completely unnecessary for you to do so. So, <laughs> Hi, Ask Team. When I want to edit text, how do I accurately position the cursor? Yeah. Pointing to a character with my finger seldom <laughs> works. Having to delete everything right to left to the point I want to be is frustrating. So yeah, if you like type out a sentence and realize you had a typo in the first word, you don't need to delete the whole sentence to get back to it. No, this is one of those things that like, it, it, it's, it's a feature that's been out for years and years, but if you don't know it, it's so frustrating. And if you know, it'll change your life. I think it happens to me pretty frequently. If somebody's ever watching me type and they see me do it, where they'll be like, what? How did you yeah. do that? So it's good to know. I also like how you edit out the word fat from this. <laughs> this person said, uh, pointing from my oh. with my fat finger. And Donna's so <laughs> diplomatic that she just removed the word fat. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I didn't even mean to be diplomatic, but I guess I, I was. Okay. Uh, that is actually kind of cute. Pointing to a character with my fat finger seldom works. Uh, so here's the response. You can actually drag and drop the cursor while typing in native Apple apps like mail and messages, making it much faster and easier to edit text, emails, and messages on your iPhone. So really this works anywhere you're using your keyboard, all of Apple's native apps, but also any other app where yeah, you're typing. Anywhere where you're using the keyboard. Yeah. Long press <clears throat> the iPhone cursor and do not lift your finger. So there's actually two things. I'm going to give this tip first, but I'm going to tell the I know, other I was like, too. no, 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 there's a better way. Yeah, long press the iPhone cursor and do not lift your finger. You'll see a magnified version of the cursor and text. Then you just drag the cursor with your finger to where you need it and lift your finger to drop it exactly where you want it. That includes within a word. So if you have you know, a typo in the middle of a word, you can just drag it to the middle of that word, drop it, and then delete that just that single letter um, and then you can use the same tip to drag it back the cursor back to where you had it before so the thing with this tip though that works well the other thing though is that if you press and hold on your keyboard the whole keyboard will gray out mm -hmm. and basically it's turning your whole keyboard into a trackpad and that's really amazing because then you can just drag your cursor wherever you want and drop it and you don't have to deal with the magnifying glass. I, I find it's a lot easier and quicker, especially because typically when you're editing text, your finger's already on the keyboard because you're typing. Yeah. And there's something about the UI, uh, the experience of dragging on the trackpad just I find is easier. 
It's anywhere on the keyboard that you press and hold that'll gray it out, right? Yeah, what I do, because here's the thing that can be a little bit tricky, is like what I do is if you lo- press and hold on an actual key, sometimes like extra characters will pop up to uh, give you an option. Yeah. So I always find a little corner where there are no keys and I long press there. Or the space bar. Yeah. Oh, I think you're right. You can just do the space bar. Good the call. The space bar is, uh, you know kind of like the default place I would recommend to do it. Yeah, so long press um, on the space oh. bar and it turns the whole thing gray and then you try it out. It's so much fun to just be able to like quickly edit this text. So the space bar is what you use to turn it into a trackpad. If you're typing, what they're saying is press and hold it in the text box and that's what creates the magnifying glass thing. Yeah. And I mean, that works really well too, to be honest. They both work both well. It's simply a matter of preference. Yeah, I, I like, I personally like the trackpad method better same I, I feel very strong about it but as i'm <laughs> testing the other re- one i give you i can give you no reason why it's better so <laughs> yeah it works great too but anyway no more needing to delete full sentences to get to that typo uh this is a great tip yes um okay so moving on i wanted to revisit the new emojis with ios 15.4 just because there are so many of them that i wanted to discuss this and also because i wanted to talk about an issue that I've been having, which is that I keep on getting excited and sending people the new emojis and they're not seeing them because they haven't updated. Yeah. And so wah, wah. in case that's happening to you too, I wanted to bring up to you to explain why that's happening. Um, so if you're someone who's really on top of your software updates, you're going to find other people aren't. Usually like the rate of people updating their software on iPhones is really, really high, probably higher than any other operating system. Yeah. Uh, I think it's like over 90% of people stay on top of their software updates, but usually it could be within a few weeks or maybe months Mm -hmm. of an update coming out. So I found a lot of my friends haven't updated yet. And so when I send them new emojis, they just get like a little gray box instead of the actual emoji. Have you had that issue too? Yeah, oh, not only have I had that issue, I had that issue in the other way because I was um, embarrassed to say I was a little slow to upgrade this time. And CEO so people, and publisher of iPhone Life is not I updating his software? I told you I was embarrassed. <laughs> uh, I just, just was a little slow. And so, but this was actually the thing that pushed me over the edge. Is I was like, mm-hmm. my friends are sending me emojis that I can't view. That is not acceptable as CEO and publisher of iPhone Life. So I, I did upgrade. But yeah, no, it is something to be aware of is like if, if you're sending it to friends who don't regularly update, they will see the weird question mark box and not know what it means. Do you happen to know? Because I know that emojis are like you can text them to Android. Do you, What happens with the new emojis? Are these universal? Do Android support it too? Um, emojis that you send. That's a good question. I have like one friend who has an Android device, (laughs) so I'd have to test this out. I haven't looked into it. In general, I feel like when I text emojis to people with Android phones, I think they get them. They're, I mean, fun fact, I I don't, I only know bits and pieces about it, but my understanding is that emojis are actually not like controlled by Apple. There's like a, a board that will like decide which emojis come out, but then, each ma- each device manufacturer can decide like a what they look like and that's why android emojis look a little bit different and they can add other ones which might not be supported by the universal emoji consortium or whatever they're called <laughs> uh but so that's where i don't know if this one is supported universally or it's just an apple one yeah that's a good question i'm going to send my friend ani a string of new emojis and see it, how many of them she sees yeah or we could google it quickly I'm, that would be another i'm on it <laughs> another thought uh, while you're looking that up i'll just 
talk about some of the new emojis. Um, so first of all, I would recommend updating your software. If you're not excited about the emojis, there's still good reasons to do it. Staying on top of software updates protects you uh, from security leaks and hacks. Most Apple software updates include some sort of security update in there as well as new features. Uh, the iOS 15.4 update for anyone who wasn't listening to last episode includes all these new emojis and also one of the biggest ones is Face ID now works with a mask on. Um, two years too late, but better late than never. <laughs> thanks, Apple. So that's a, that's a feature also that makes the update worth it. So talking about some of these new emojis, uh, some of this I wanted to like, talk to you about just because I personally don't know what a lot of emojis, like especially hands, uh, the hand gesture ones, I don't always know if I'm using them properly yeah. or like what they're really for. Yeah, no, I misuse them all the time. Yeah, I mean, so most of these are pretty straightforward. With a new smiley, there's the face melting one, which face melting embarrassment, that's one I wouldn't necessarily equate with embarrassment with you i can see it now that i hear it but i, I that's the one that i've actually been using the most is the face melting <laughs> one which is maybe, maybe just a sign of my life i don't know <laughs> like, I, david and i only use the negative yeah. facial expression emojis There's i have used it more in a distressing context like if i'm having a bad day or if i'm talking about something like awkward or weird or i'm annoyed about it's yeah. like i'm melting but I also, don't. Like, I didn't associate embarrassed. Overwhelmed. I can see where you're yeah. like, "Ooh, sinking, melting." The other one that I've been using, which is maybe a slightly happier one, is the like hands going like this as a heart. Yeah, which so is even cute. Use, what do you use that one for? Just like as another way to send a heart. Oh, that's cute. I don't know if it has a specific meaning beyond that. Do you? Uh, I mean, our new writer Rachel has done a really good job of breaking all this down for us. But she just said she liked the hand heart thing i don't she didn't, that one she didn't i don't know if there's not a backstory if she didn't include it but it makes sense that it's just like sending a heart in a different I, way i think so yeah there are new gender neutral emojis so now there's like pregnancy ones that are gender neutral or a man with a pregnant belly um we also have new hand gestures so this, this is, is one i a lot of times don't know if like i'm using them properly mm -hmm. like this one has the one pointing at you aggressively, accusatory point. That one's pretty straightforward. Accusatory point. I like the name. <laughs> Heart hands. Uh, there are, one thing that's nice is there are new handshake emojis that <clears throat> have different skin tones. So you can have a mix of, you know, different skin tones doing the handshake to find the one that's appropriate for the, you. There, I'm going to put you on the spot here because I like half remember this, but there is a <sighs> hack for how to like have it read the name of the emoji out loud. Yeah, so this one, if you select the emoji and um, and press and hold, then you like then you get a little menu, and if you tap speak, then Apple will. Am I doing it wrong, or did they get rid of that option? Um, try doing it in the Notes app. I know that I've had good luck with it there. Okay, let's try in the Notes app. Um, so, because I was gonna say, like sometimes literally just looking up the name of emoji is super helpful to be like, how should I use this? Yeah. Like the accusatory point is one where like it's pretty intuitive, but just understanding it. Um, Ooh, we got a troll emoji. Oh, funny. In the nature section, there's a troll that looks kind of like Shrek and a bird's nest with some eggs in it. I do not. I could just be doing this wrong, but I don't see the speak option anymore. Really? Which would be super sad. 
I'm oh, sure there's, there's got to be a way. I don't know. We'll report back to you guys on this one because I don't want to troubleshoot it live on air. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, so other ones, food and drink. We got some beans. <laughs> I do like some of the like emojis um, where some of the face emojis, like the kind of happy tears emoji one. Yeah. The like the giggling one. Like those are ones. I, it's embarrassing when you talk about emojis. But like, yeah, I'd probably send some giggling emojis. But like, you know what? I probably will. Yeah. I think to me, the hand gesture ones and the facial expressions ones are the most exciting to me. And it is, I mean, emojis now, if you send texts without emojis, I feel like that's pretty unusual and almost can come off as a bit formal and unfriendly. Yeah. So even though it seems like a trivial thing to talk about, I actually do think it's good to stay up on your emojis and it helps like add some more of an uh, emotional uh, nuance to your messages that you may want. I, I actually have a friend who <laughs> kept having people think they were mad at her. And she was like, why do people keep thinking oh, they're mad? I'm mad at them. And I had to lecture her about emojis and be like, you know, I think you need to add some more emojis. <laughs> you need some, if you're not going to do emojis, at least add some exclamation points and less periods. Yeah, yeah. Periods can come off as really periods aggressive. Periods are just mean in this day and age. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'd be, let's make this a question today. Are there any new emojis? What new emojis are you using and Why? Email podcast at iphonelife.com to let us know. Yes. Awesome. All right. Moving along to our apps and gear section. Uh, we had in our insider section of the podcast last episode, we talked about an item that I got so excited about and other iPhone Life members got so excited about that we all went and ordered them. So we thought it was worth David telling you about it in the regular version of the podcast Yeah, now. so if you're an insider, you've already heard about this. But yeah. um, if you're not, you need to know. So I discovered, um, it, this is, I don't know how to talk about it without being a little gross. I had the same problem last time. But I discovered a tool to <laughs> clean my AirPods. <laughs> but it's a problem, like the grossness, everyone can relate to. Yes, so I think it's okay, worth talking you. about. Um, and it like drove, it just drives me crazy. Because it's like everything about the air, I love, love, love my AirPods. But everything about about it was like the dirt around it was just gross so not only uh is there tends to be earwax on the actual airpod itself um and i have a stepson um and i don't know what it is about kids but they tend to have particularly <laughs> earwaxy ears uh and so I, I was like really hard to clean um but not just that but the case got like dirty and then you're putting your dirty airpods into your dirty case so gets real, real it gets bad. Rough. It gets rough. So this is this cool tool. It has three settings, basically, or three little tools built in. One of them looks almost like a calligraphy pen. It's like this little metal pointed edge. And you use that to like scrape the dirt and whatever else from the little <laughs> ear tips. Uh, and it not only does that work really well, but when you, once you start it like unveiled to do that. Was this so, okay, we talked about this last week to kind of fast forward a little bit. Donna got it. So you can help yeah. me weigh into this experience. When you started scraping, did you also have the experience where there was way more on there than you thought there would be? Yeah. Like it was like a, an invisible layer in addition to the gross visible layer. Yes. Okay. Now, did you also have the experience that like, it was like weirdly satisfying to remove. It was, I mean, I love this thing. <laughs> I love this thing now. Because also, you're right, the carrying case is a real culprit of grossness it too. It gets weird dirt in the crevices and you can't get it out. So the little pen tool is great. 
And that one is probably the most important for like really getting the big stuff out. (laughs) Um, But then there's like a little brush tool that it's like, you know, softer that you can use over the microphone and the speaker um, part of the of the AirPods. And then there's this like wand that's fuzzy and it fits perfectly into the carrying case. And that like down there, there was stuff. Yeah. You know, like dirt and sand from when I lived in Florida, like still in there. <laughs> no, sand is such a culprit. It's so hard to get out. And then the rim of the case too has like, it's like you can use that to get, like there'd be like dirt and sand in there too. And that was so satisfying to get that all out. Yeah, it's really, once you start using it, it's essential. Uh, and it yeah. has a third tool, which is like almost like a miniature toothbrush. So you like scrape it off and then you brush it off. <laughs> yeah, so we'll link to this in the show notes, iphonelife.com slash podcast. Cause it's under 10, it's like $10. It was $10 on Amazon. On. yeah and that's worth it it'll extend your use of the uh, airpods i would say and every time i take my airpods out now i get this little like burst of dopamine to be like <laughs> happy that it's clean i don't know there's something about it that makes me really happy yeah now, let me ask you this donna because last week this is for our insiders where we left off was part of why i brought it up was donna was having trouble not only just that airpods can be gross but also the microphone was not working well and we speculated that maybe there's just a lot of dirt on it now where yeah. where do we stand on the microphone so um the microphone i don't know like definitely stuff came out of it and so <laughs> i would guess that it's going to resolve the problem but i actually still haven't gotten feedback from other people at how well they can hear me okay. but i haven't heard anyone complain and i've been using them but yeah. i forgot to like ask people but a lot of times people when i've been using my airpods in recent months were like you sound real underwater. You sound really far away. Yeah. They could like vaguely hear me. Um, and I haven't been getting that complaint, but I'll have to, to I'll have to like really troubleshoot that to give you a full report. Um, but it was something I was to the point of just need thinking I needed to replace my AirPods. And then when David brought this up and I checked out the state of my mic <laughs> area of AirPods, they were really dirty. So I think, I mean, it's a really cool tip for that too, because I'm sure you're not alone in this. Not yeah. only does it just make it less gross, you can hear better, but also if that microphone gets even a little bit of dirt on it, it really does impact the quality. So it's, yeah. you'll be able to, if you're someone who talks on the phone a lot with AirPods, it's a really good tip for you as well. Yeah, and the thing to add to this, which I think I just talked about the insider section last episode, is that um, with the AirPods, I want to hold on to my older ones because I ordered the new ones. They didn't fit. Um, I I think it's a problem that a lot of people have is like there's now the AirPods second gen, the AirPods third gen now that is like shaped differently and it works Mm -hmm. for some people better, others worse. It worked for David, not for me. And then the AirPods Pro, which also... Like not everyone likes to be suctioned in. Some people prefer that, but really it is worth, you know, trying out the different kinds of AirPods and finding the one that works for you best. Cause we all love AirPods at iPhone life. Many of us have them and use them all the time. Um, but now with the different lineup, there's like, you can really find ones that work best for your ears. It, it is a weird thing because for most of the time when we're comparing products, we're just looking at specs. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas for AirPods, I would say all three of the different AirPods have very specific use cases. And it really comes down to like 
comfort in ear fit more than yeah. almost anything else? And do you want, you know, do you want a seal? Like, do you want to be able to hear your background noise or not? Do you want a tight seal or not? And do you have small ears or not? <laughs> yeah. I mean, AirPods Pro I've used for working out and I thought they were amazing. And that's really the only situation where I like having them sealed in and not having to worry about them flying out was great for like mm -hmm. running and stuff. But besides that, I personally love just the original AirPods. Yeah, I hate, I, I appreciate the benefit of noise cancellation, but the way I use my AirPods, I like to be able to hear my background noise. I wanna, I'm often taking them on a run or on a walk where I wanna hear street noises, or I'm just in the house and I wanna hear if somebody like is trying to get my attention. So it, but other people don't. So it's really up to the individual. Yes, all right. In terms of other gear, I have a company that I just wanted to bring up that is is sending me a case. Um, so I haven't tried it hands-on yet, but I did want to bring it up. Um, I really like Apple's leather cases. Mm -hmm. Like I think that they, like some of it is they just choose really good colors, but yeah. they are, it's just like really slim profile, still gives some good protection, has a little lip on it and is genuine leather. But um Apple stuff tends to be a bit overpriced. I don't love adding on that expense on top of my um, device purchases. Like most third-party cases, and it's gonna it's gonna be cheaper. And yeah. so Mujo, I think I'm saying it right. M U J J O is really highly rated as like the best leather case from a third party that looks very similar to <laughs> Apple's ones. And so I just wanted to throw that out there as an option for other people who really like the look of the Apple ones, but you know, you don't want to be spending extra because the Mujo ones are a little bit cheaper. They're not a lot cheaper, but they're a little bit. Um, so check them out. I'll include a link in the show notes, iphonelife.com slash podcast. And also once they send a review unit to me, I'll report back how, how it worked out for me. And I've actually, I've, I've never used their cases, but I have used their gloves because they oh, have leather they have gloves that are, gloves? yeah, that are touch capacitive so you can use your iPhone with them. And I really liked them. The one thing I didn't like, I think it's a European company mm. because when I went to order the gloves, they had me like put in hand size and it was not like small, medium, large. And I like really took a long time to figure out my <laughs> European hand size. That's like you had to like put, you know, like measure the like circumference of your finger. Yeah, and, no, and they like, like had a, like a tape measure. They had like a whole thing you could print oh, out to do, but I did I it wrong that. and my gloves were too small. Maybe they've improved it. I don't want to, um, I don't want to knock them, but that was my experience. Uh, I also, and we've talked about them a lot. Um, I use Nomad, who they have also mm -hmm. have a premium leather case that I really like. And they're one of our sponsors. They, they yeah. actually are no longer a sponsor. Oh, so okay. we were sad to lose them as a sponsor, but we still love them as a company and give them yeah. shout outs. Um, so yeah, uh, we are, we, I really like Nomad. Um, the one thing I would say about using Apple, if you're, here's the thing that irks me a little bit about Nomad um, or other third parties. If you want to get Apple's, leather case and mm. leather wallet it is really nice to be able to match the colors mm -hmm. so i tried to match you can if you're watching it i have a dark green leather case and then a brown uh nomad leather um or dark green wallet brown leather case so i did my best to match it but i i did have a little bit of remorse for that exact reason that you kind of want it to match and even if you don't have the exact color apple's colors were a little more like they were designed to be a little more complimentary of each other. I don't know. I think I'm getting a little nitpicky here, but. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right. Well, this wraps up episode 180 of the iPhone Life podcast. Can, Thank you all for tuning in. Can we really quickly, before we do, because we keep yeah. forgetting to read our comments. We tell people the question of the day, yeah, and we actually got some really great true. comments. So I, I'd been wanting to get into them, and I, I didn't know a good way to, to tell you that on air. So <laughs> good call. if we can read a couple of them here. Um, so the last episode, we were asking, we were talking about the products and asking which ones people wanted. Um, so we got an email from Tim. And Tim says, just FYI, I listened to every episode of your podcast. Thank mm -hmm. you, Tim. And I appreciate that you increased the volume. Um, thank you. And also, if you all have feedback for audio quality, we, we work really hard to get good audio quality. It's shockingly hard to do. But if you guys, if it's too loud, too quiet, whatever, let us know. Mm -hmm. We'll work on it for you. Um, okay. So a few reactions. Number one. You, like many others, strongly recommended the iPad Air. I understand that. Personally, I wonder um, many people, how many people are okay with the 64 gigabytes memory. That seems pretty low for most users. The next step up is 256 gigabytes. That is probably more than most people need. The iPad Pro 11 offers 128 gigabyte as a base. So if you compare 128 gigabyte iPad Pro to, 100, to 256 gigabyte iPad Air, there isn't much a difference in price, $50 or so. Um, I saw the 128 gigabyte iPad Pro on Amazon, which was being discounted, uh, for $700. So that's $50 less than the iPad Air. Just something to consider. The iPad Air may still be best for most people. I don't know, but storage is a big deal to me. So I thought this, part of why I want to make sure we read this, I thought those were really good analysis that we had sort of glossed over because I wasn't looking at base storage options. Um, I would say, to me, 64 gigabytes for an iPad is probably fine. Um, so I still personally think that that's probably what I would do. But it's a really good point that if you think you need more storage, suddenly when you start paying for more storage, the base model for the iPad Pro looks pretty compelling because it is a better device. So I don't know why you wouldn't do that if you needed more storage. Um, and here, here, he had a second point here, center stage. This is probably more important if you have more than one person in the picture. Mm -hmm. My wife and I often FaceTime our grandkids. It keeps both of us in the picture, even though we are close to the iPad without finagling the pad to get the, uh, to get just the right angle. If one of us steps out of the picture for a bit, it recenters the image so that remaining person is still centered. It also makes it better if you move around at all. At all. Just wanted you to hear another another use case for center stage. So also really good to hear that because yeah. Don and I in the last episode were kind of like personally, we don't tend to do a lot of group FaceTime calls. And so we were sort of like Apple hypes up center stage, but how much are people using it? So that is a really good use case. If you do a lot of FaceTiming with a partner, it's nice. I just realized that this would be, I really want to get a new iPad for my sister who has two kids because <laughs> I FaceTime my niece and nephew a lot and they like to like hold the, you know, their device not at a great angle and so it'll just like show me their forehead <laughs> or the ceiling fan and center stage would at least like help them get them more in the shot <laughs> oh it's impossible um, facetiming but, children yeah but i think it would also help like my parents will do group facetime calls with you know 
their parents or with you know their grandkids and I think center stage would be helpful for that so I'm, I'm glad Tim pointed that out <laughs> um, Greg also wrote in I'll read out what he's he wrote just listened to episode 178 so this was a little bit ago and love being an iPhone life subscriber as I receive the podcast without the ads this podcast had two questions one about the new color iPhone the oh the he, he he meant to say OG green. Oh, the OG green, which I love and I'm disappointed it wasn't available when I purchased my 13 Pro. The other question related to the product I'm eyeing from the spring announcement is the iPad Air. I'll be checking specs tonight to likely replace my 2016 iPad Pro. Keep up the good work, Greg. Thanks, Greg. Uh, that was a good also just counterpoint to <laughs> the iPhone life team. No one in our office was particularly excited about the green uh, I, iPhone 13, the iPhone 13 mini, I believe had like a similar, a, a, it was Alpine green. So there were two different tones of sort of like a more neutral muted green. Um, but some people really loved it. And so, you know, it's good to hear from, from people with different takes. Yeah, no, I, that was, I got stopped a lot by people who told me that they liked the green. They went out of their way to tell me that. So <laughs> <laughs> sometimes you and I, Donna, we uh, have controversial takes, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. Stick around if you're an insider for our um, bonus content. And make sure to leave us a review. It will help other people find this show and join the iPhone Life community. So if you enjoyed the show, please go ahead into the podcast app and leave us a review. Thanks, everyone. Thanks. Bye. Bye.